Hi everyone, welcome to a Soulful Storm podcast. I am your host, Tasha Sampa, journalist, author of the book, I cannot believe I'm saying this, 100% Official Lizzo, which you can find on Amazon, Waterstone and other book outlets for pre-order for April. Please order it so that they can hire me again. (laughs) And um, yeah, so this week I have got two amazing returning guests with me. I've got a seller calling all the way from Oregon. My God, girl, thank you for waking up for this. (laughs) And I've got Helen from South London. (laughs) Also from, why why have I forgotten the name of your podcast? Why? Have you forgotten the name? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. UK pop podcast. UK pop podcast. I say this like I'm not subscribed, like I don't listen. What an Fine. everlasting embarrassment. Um, we have a very erratic release schedule, so I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, just put I'll... it on Tasha's tab. Just put it on her tab next time. It's my fault. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to ask you to make sure that, you know, you follow this podcast on all social medias. Follow us on Spotify and SoundCloud. Tell a friend. Tell five friends because we're going to talk about some really interesting things. So, um, you know, it's crazy how you can have a plan for your podcast. You can have your setup, your bullet points. And then something happens in like the K-pop atmosphere and it throws your entire plan to crap, to hell. <laughs> and to the higher water um so what we're going to be talking what the original plan was to talk about was um the hate crimes that have been happening against the east asian community and we were also going to talk about you know some comebacks of like some of our fave artists like like shiny's back i actually just like shivered with joy just saying that (laughs) so we were going to address that but first Something catastrophic has happened in the world of K-pop. And I wish you guys could see Helen's face right now because <laughs> she's going through it. Um, I just woke up to it. <laughs> when I tell you, okay, wait, so I'm going to explain to the good folks what exactly the situation is and how we all eventually got to it. So um, there has been... Okay, so Spotify has come to South Korea and um, the main streaming distribution platform um, in South Korea is Melon and it's owned by, is it Keiku? Have I pronounced that right? Kakako. Kakako. Wow, that was shockingly, embarrassingly bad. (laughs) Kakako. So that's who owns Melon. So I guess as a way of weeding out the competition – they have taken down the the music of the artists who have some, I guess, some kind of distribution deal with them. And it, but it's happened without the artists knowing their agreement or their say so. So I want each of you to tell me how you found out. Don't tell me your feelings. Just tell me how you found out because we're going to go in a running order. So I think I'll start with you, Asela. Uh, tell me how you found out it was happening. I just found out right before I got onto the podcast. Oh, like, wow. I woke up to it. <laughs> like, literally, I woke up. I was playing with my cat. And, she, and then all of a sudden, I opened up the tweet that says, the K-pop version of the Infinity War just happened before our eyes. Wow, that's <laughs> a perfect description. 
no, here's the thing. I didn't know that's what's entirely about. I thought it was just like a Stan Twitter thing that's happening. And I'm like, of course it's going to happen. And I looked over like, why is it? And I found out through about it was the whole Kakako M thing. And I'm like, oh, oh. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. So I went over to my Spotify and I looked over. I literally screamed, oh, my God. <laughs> Not G friend. Not, not G friend, exactly. Not, not, they took away Sistar. The Why? Discography from Sistar. And I was. That's like, up. I know. I, I completely. I was. That was fucked up thing. And then I even checked through Monster X. Their early works are gone. Some of their. Um, I went. I even went over to BTS. I even double checked BTS and TXT. So I'm did like, I. I know. I was just like. <laughs> so did I. Because I was just there like. You know what? I'll get to me last. Not I'll go last. Helen, tell us how you found out. Still quite raw for me to talk about. So well, it's raw for all of us. It's still <laughs> happening. I just woke up to it. <laughs> Genuinely, it's so funny that you said G friend because the first I heard about it was actually a tweet from Sarah, my co-host for the podcast, mm-hmm. saying that Apple by G friend has gone and. That, that was my best song of last year I can't believe and then I started seeing all the I was like oh why did they maybe they just took it off for some reason and then I started seeing what what was happening and it's going to be I I don't know I mean that was fully about an hour ago I didn't I don't know when people started finding out about it but literally an hour ago or so um so I don't really understand the reason behind it i i don't know the context i just know that a bunch of songs have gone and my playlist has probably gone from <laughs> okay so i'll tell you how i found out because i'm going to read out the tweet so there was um a tweet from so the op- there was a tweet from what was it bangtang uk i think they're the mm-hmm. oldest standing um bts uk fandom and so they had retweeted k charts and translation basically saying the dispute that's going on between kaku and spotify korea and so they basically confirmed that eight by iu featuring and produced by sugar's gone um, no, 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 no. Bangtang wasn't the one. Bangtang UK wasn't the one I first read this from. But they have confirmed that Winter Flower by Yunha and RM was gone. So that was the first I heard, and I was like, "Wait a minute, IU, she is way too big for this." Mm-hmm. Epic Heights collaboration with. I'm getting. I'm, I'm getting. I'm Sorry. <laughs> so I rushed over. So because I went to like maybe trending topics, and no. Who did I first read this from? I'm gonna I'm gonna find out because I'm I'm going to give credit where credit is due to who first put out the announcement. Oh, okay, here I, I found it. So it was first by B BTS UK Army Unite is the one that first put it out there. And then in the quote tweets, because I'm addicted to reading quote tweets, it's really bad for me. It can really no, it's good though, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? It's it's not good when they're analysing your work. I sometimes with Teen Vogue is really bad. But um, um, so yeah, they were like the first ones to say. I was like, no, why would they do this to IU? In the quote tweets, it said G Friend and Mamamoo. I was like, Mamamoo? No, I rushed over to because I rushed over to my playlist. I was like, okay, but you know, because um, my K-pop playlist is downloaded. So I was like, okay, but I still see the songs there. I went over to Mama Moo's official Spotify so- um, page. Hip, gone. 
egotistic, gone. Go, go, baby, gone. And I was like, I know for a fact that hip is Mama Moo's most popular song on Spotify. So when I immediately didn't see hip and I and Dinga, I was like, what? No, no, it's not possible. It's not possible. Went over to G Friend, G Friend, gone. And so at first, it just looked like it was next, there was three. Went over to trending topics on Twitter. I see this statement from Tableau from Epic High being like, uh, this has been done without our permission. How, how did, I can't be bothered to read his tweet, but he was like, basically the artists have gotten to the crossfire and now left, right and center. I think someone has made a list of the artists whose music has been removed from Spotify. And when I tell you that person made a list, and it's four tweets long. I think it's four or five tweets long. Just of names of artists gone. Monster X's cat, Monster X's catalog gone. Uh, G Friend, Mama Moo, IU. Um, what was it? Half of Jesse's. Um, Jesse's. Jesse. Hiana. Um, everything that Hayes has done since after she signed to P Nation gone. Wine from like half of Saran. Wine. (laughs) Saran, whose biggest song is Wine produced by Sugar, gone. So put it like this every song that Sugar from BTS has produced for an artist that, except for We Don't Talk Together by Hayes, is gone. So for the army who are laughing, or any other, like, yeah, because I, I saw some really nasty tweets from some members of ARMY. For ARMY who are laughing, I'm like, yeah, you might be laughing because BTS's um, uh, catalogue isn't gone by every song that Sugar's produced for another artist has. Guys, like, it, it literally is the Infinity Stones. It's the snap. Music <laughs> just gone. <laughs> just- That's the pro. Here's the thing. I actually haven't seen some of the tweets of ARMY. I mean, I'm not surprised that there will be some armies out there would say that but most no, most, them- most people are mourning because most people are mourning the death of like like when like winter flowers gone yeah winter flower winter is gone everything basically if your fave if if your fave is not from the big three their catalog has been wiped off of spotify so yeah. why what is it is it because it's a competition because you said half of Jesse's music. So is it like people produced, but like songs produced by a particular person or what? Like how? I think it's because like when you look at specifically P Nation artists, they have gone from one company to another. So what mm. I'm assuming is that whoever Jesse was signed to when she did Gucci, when she did Down, the distribution deal is different okay from when she's gone over to p nation and it's the same with Hayes. like half of Hayes's catalog is still there right which is why it's like even we don't talk together is i think we don't talk together is the only um sugar produced song that you can still listen to on spotify but everything from after she signed to p nation is gone which i'm sure also then affects crush which will probably affect dawn but the thing the thing is wild to me i'm like one, how could you do this without informing? Like, you can't just wipe off an artist's entire catalog off one of the biggest streaming platforms on the planet. Yeah. No, Spotify is the biggest streaming platform on the planet. You've just basically alienated, what, two-thirds of the K-pop industry from their entire mm. international audience. Yeah. 
And plus, it, it damages smaller artists who rely on Spotify a lot, especially now that, like you said, it's one of the biggest streaming services ever. And then it's just, it harms the smaller artists and their small companies. I'm just, I'm just so blown by uh, blah, 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 blown away by the fact they didn't even tell them. Like, you haven't given artists mm-hmm. time to prepare. It's just like, wake up. By the way, wake up and be like, by the way, the music that you've worked so hard to produce, no longer there. So everyone's now scrambling to go to Apple. I've reactivated my Tidal account. Didn't want to, but I have. <laughs> because the whole reason I left Tidal was because um, when I when I was like in it and paying for it, because I love the exclusive content that is on Tidal and, you know, the uh, audio quality is better. But the reason I left is because that was the time I was getting into K-pop and there was nothing on Tidal. It was only BTS. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm committed to Spotify. And now I'm just that like, I mean, there's a, I went in the name of Mama Mu. You're not taking Mama Mu from me. How <laughs> dare you take Kwasa's Maria from me? Oh my God. <laughs> no, was that one of the casualties? Everything by Rainbow Bridge is gone. I can't. The yeah. only thing I saw left from, like, every artist's Japanese content is still on there. But I'm going to be honest with you. I never listen to the Japanese songs. I don't care. I don't care about a single one of them. Sorry. Sorry to those who do. But I don't care about their Japanese content. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe now it's going to make people listen to the Japanese content, though. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe people are gonna, maybe it will. Maybe people will start. Except for Sister, because all of their songs are gone. <laughs> God, Sister, I can't. Like, not with summer coming up, okay? We can't lose Sister just before summer starts. I ran over to Hyolin's, um to her disorder. Like, if they have taken Dali, I will scream. I'm gonna double I'm gonna check right now. I have my Spotify up. The thing is, though, right, because for what, what they did with some artists is that, that the songs are up there, but when you try and play them, they're like, oh, this song's no longer on Spotify. And, right. But what, what they did with Epic High, they just removed it clean from existence. They like they took it right out of my playlists. Yeah. But that sucks. How can they do that? <laughs> oh, God. I was like, okay, oh, still there. Hyorin is fine. Yeah, but can, you, can you play it? Don't play, don't play it on air because you know uh, we don't have copyright. You know things yeah. in order like that. Yeah, I'm sure because it looks like because usually on my Spotify desktop it usually shows that you it's like you weren't able to play it even if it's you grayed out. It. Yeah, they'll fade it out, but it doesn't look like it faded out, so it looks like it's fine. Okay, so now I'm checking the tweets, but it says that. They removed a hundred plus K-pop artist music from Spotify, so that, only ah. that Korean artists, so that Korean audiences will stream on Melon. But that this is what the tweet says: most artist streams come from international fans, and Melon is not into, is not available internationally. Like, first of all, let's right. make this one hundred. I'm never signing on to Melon for what? Because. Even international, like we can't, we can't get involved in the melon voting. So how would it be beneficial for us to get melon, even if it was available? Bother. And second, the only other, yeah, yeah go the ahead. Only, okay. Sorry, no, carry on. <laughs> no, I was gonna say because like 
the only other like major streaming service I can think of is YouTube. That is available for both international and Korean, and it's YouTube, but that's very little. <laughs> it's very and little. Cool. It's long. Second yeah. of all, who wants to stream any music with the amount of ads that YouTube has put on their things recently? Like, I know I'm dating myself, but I actually remember a time where one YouTube didn't exist, and when it did exist, there wasn't a single ad in sight. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Like I could play a playlist of music 30 songs long, and not a single ad would be there. Now you have songs where I'm like, there's five ads in a three-minute song. I know, and you can't even skip any of them. Like, oh, it's stressing me out. <laughs> you know what's funny, actually, is that I um, they put the ads anywhere. <laughs> like, because at work, what I've started to do um, is put on playlists of piano music. So someone will upload an entire CD of classical music or something, and these adverts will appear like four bars in (laughs) it would just be like (laughs) you just get something like it's like the big like dramatic beginning of a piece of music Mm. and and it'll just be like hold on a minute we're going to talk to you about grammarly (laughs) so they just monopolize they monetize their work without you realizing it yeah exactly (laughs) And, and some of them they're monetizing like videos that have been on youtube like eight years long because i have um Again, this is before I decided to cross over and get Spotify. And the only reason I did was because of Solange's a seat at the table. Thank you, Solange. But I had, because I can only like work, either like schoolwork or actual professional work. I can only work to jazz music. So I have this particular playlist. And again, it was something that I could play from start to finish. And there are specific songs on there that are like 15 minutes long. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me how many ads I have to go through now in that song. Oh, no, like, no. Oh, God. But these songs have been on YouTube literally for, like, the past eight-plus years. How yeah. have you even managed to squeeze all these ads into them? It's YouTube. They will do anything to make a buck out of your videos, even when you're not noticing. Yeah, it's it's not fair. But the thing is, though, I... I, I hope that the artists rise up because this is... I don't understand how they could have done this. This... I don't see how this will who thought this plan out because this is not advantageous for anyone you're not you're not going to suddenly get a situation where all these international fans are going to now cross over to melon one it's not accessible to us and two most of us don't want to we're just going to go to apple music or tidal but then at the same time like so you've hurt your own distribution in the name of you trying to beat the competition mm. and just being greedy you're like let's keep it 100 very few of these artists are making majority of their bank domestically yeah it doesn't help that spotify doesn't pay a lot of their art their smaller creators well, that's, that's the reason why Tidal even came into existence and why like you'll find that majority of like artists are shareholders in Tidal it's because Spotify because of the free option wasn't mm. paying artists like the artists get something like zero zero point something something of a dollar that's why Tidal, that's why like I remember Beyonce didn't put Lemonade on Spotify it's why Jay-Z didn't put 444 on Spotify and I know that maybe like certain artists in America had to like balance how how they felt about Tidal, how it worked 
whatever but the whole point is that the artists are meant to get more money from the songs that they created I just don't see how this will work but we'll have to wait and see I'm sure we'll get more of an update tomorrow I'm I'm hoping to see some artists or at least some companies cussing this out yeah (laughs) I can see P Nation being the only other company because their artists are being affected by this who actually will speak out I think Big Hit might as well, because at the end of the day, Pletus is under Big Hit, and Seventeen have been affected, and so have G-Friend, so, well, no, 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 Pletus is Seventeen, Source Music is G-Friend, but either way, they're now all owned by Big Hit. True, true. I didn't thought about that. For some reason, I'm like, no, not Big Hit, because their artists haven't been affected, but you're right. Now you said it, (laughs) now that you mentioned (laughs) it. And they've just bought into Zico's company, and Zico's music's been affected too. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure, oh, they're going to have a legal, a lot of legal battle. No, because I'm pretty sure that, you, I don't know how the laws in South Korea work, but I'm pretty sure that you can't just do this without any prior warning. But oh. there's probably some little clause, you know, in in yeah. like contracts, there's probably some little thing that can be interpreted in a way that would just say, actually, we don't we have the right to do this and technically we haven't done anything wrong do you know what i mean there's probably some stupid little phrase that's it's probably because it it should because like what like you mentioned tasha like there should be contracts that the artists would sign there should be mm-hmm. a certain clause there that would say something like that or that they should have been transparent like but when is contracts ever transparent no. but they should at least mention something regarding distribution um for me like like helen said it wouldn't be surprising if it was a situation where there is some tiny clause right in the fine print that you probably need a magnifying glass to look at that says that they can do this my thing is i how on earth can you do it without warning like because again i know that um companies love to screw over artists but this is even like higher than the companies it's like sorry it's higher than the artists it's the companies like everyone has woken up and just found like like catalog just wipes off the biggest streaming platform on the planet and it is the biggest streaming platform on the planet because why else are people rejoicing to hear that spotify is coming to south korea yeah anyway we shall wait and see i'm sure more will come of the story tomorrow so we will segue into oh i'm a child i'm tired just even thinking about it so we're going to segue into a pretty heavy topic and we're going to talk about um the hate crimes that have been perpetuated against um people of the asian community specifically um the east asian community which has been exacerbated since coronavirus since that human orangutan dirtbag decided that he was going to call coronavirus the china virus or what was the other name he came up with it Kung flu yes the jeez oh, i'm planning. i've never heard that one. Oh, yeah, he called it Kung flu oh my god well he did also say that you know that the kung fu virus would be gone gone in like 24 hours and it would be a miracle so idiots just all all the way around but um just perpetuating so much hate so um yeah it's been a a pretty unsafe time for those who are um east asian 
I would say across the Western world to be, because I, I can't even just say it's America, because I remember last year hearing about there were attacks in England. And also um, Canada now. Yeah, and people just jumping at the chance to be ignorant. So, but mm. I, I would say uh, oh, why we're kicking it off is because of some pretty inflammatory uh, comments that were made towards BTS. So I just want to read out what happened so that the listeners understand. I mean, we all know. Helen, do you know? Yeah, I. what's really weird is that I knew that there was a uh like a scandal or something that had happened and that everyone was cancelling the german radio station but i didn't how sad is this i was just like oh i bet it's somebody else making another joke about like korean pop stars or something i thought that they were just making fun mm. um and then when i actually read the comments um it was on i do, do not remember what, what it was on but it was on a some news website and in the comments people had said what they said wasn't actually racist they were they were comparing to a virus because they're everywhere and i just thought shut shut up shut up just shut your mouth shut up shut up and it just made me so angry because then i re- then i had seen what the comments were mm. and just oh it's just like exactly what you said as you were saying it i would thought the exact same thing that people are just chomping at the bit to say something ignorant aren't they they just they've got it in them and they just want to get it out like show their true colors oh couldn't wait for the opportunity so i'm just trying to i'm trying to pull up exactly what was said and you know honestly it disgusts me to have to to have to read out this like these comments but i think that people need to know the full severity of what was said so i should have pulled this up earlier jeez Okay, you know, I can't find it. So I'm just basically going to summarize. Um, So, and people, please help me with my pronunciation, which is shockingly bad on all counts. Um, So there was this radio host in, um, in Germany. Okay, let's let's go back even further. So BTS um, had performed on MTV Unplugged, which was brilliant. So good. And, and that's what I would have loved to have focused on. Deserved a standing ovation. Um, I have I have been calling for BTS to be on MTV Unplugged since 2019, since they did BTS Armypedia. I was just there like, they, they have, they have, they are able to pull this off. So anyone who knows anything about um, MTV Unplugged, um, yeah, I see the timer, don't worry. Um, knows that any artist on there does basically like a cover of another artist's song or maybe they'll bring out someone else to do a, a cover with them for example I remember Bon Jovi brought out the All-American Rejects to sing It's My Life Together but normally covers are done so this is nothing new it's very much in the spirit of um, MTV Unplugged and um, so BTS did a cover of um, Coldplay's song Fix You, which I know a lot of people have a lot of attachment to. And I would like to preference this by saying that Coldplay, who do not let anyone cover their song, um, said that the, they felt that the cover was beautiful and that they uploaded the BTS covering their song onto their Facebook page. So I want to preference this by saying, Coldplay were perfectly fine with this but this German man had such an issue 
with um with BTS covering the song that he said this name he's Matthias uh Matuzik I'll spell it out M-A-T-U-S-C-H-I-K he said on air last Thursday that uh these pussies covered fix you by Coldplay and he's from the station uh, Bayern B-A-Y-E-R-N this is uh, sacrilege. They should be sent to North Korea for 20 years. You can't accuse me of xenophobia just because of a boy band. I have a car from South Korea. I have a black friend. <laughs> yeah, they're basically the, the equivalent of how I have a black friend, but which is mm. even worse because you compare BTS to a multi- motor vehicle. I also left out the part where he actually said that they were... Um, where was it? He suggested that the uh, that BTS are the same as COVID nineteen. He compared them to COVID nineteen. Suggested that they would be eradicated with a vaccination. Bear in mind, this has all been said because BTS simply covered a song. Um, now I have my thoughts and feelings, but Asela, um. As someone who is Asian American, I thought that it was better to give the platform over to you to say your thoughts. Isn't it sad that I feel numb when I read the comments that he made? Isn't that if I when I read that, I was I was more surprised that there are more people speaking out saying that it was wrong and racist mm. because when there was racist slurs or comments said about Asians. Mm-hmm. It gets swept under the rug. Mm. It reminded me of a time when back in high school, um, our assignment basically in English and our English class, we had two books. One's talking about Auschwitz and the Holocaust. The other one's talking about Japanese internment camp and specifically Manzanar. I picked Manzanar because I didn't know that it was affecting the Asian community, more specifically Japanese people and um, Japanese Americans. And mm. I want to write about that. So one day, one of my classroom friends was my one of my classmates who is non Asian came up to me and asked me which subject I picked. I told her it was the Japanese internment camp. Mm-hmm. And she asked me why. And I told her the reasons that I said to you it's because, like, my mom was born and raised in Japan. This really affected me. And I, and I want to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. She straight up said, Yeah, but it's not as bad as the Holocaust. They're not, they didn't die at the gas chambers. And I'm like, No, but still, it's bad. Like, yeah, but it's not as bad as the Holocaust. And it was just pretty much downsized entire experience because whenever we do speak up saying, hey, this is not okay, this is racist, or like this is racist towards Asians, it's either met with, why are you being so sensitive, get over it, or that we play the oppressed Olympics saying, yeah, but it's not as bad as the black community, what they're facing. It's not as bad as what the Latinx community is facing. It's not as bad as the indigenous people are facing. And Asian people get more opportunities, like the going to go to colleges and getting the more doctors and they're more scientists. It get downplayed. And and like I said in a tweet about the whole incident with the, the German radio host is that people like him are main examples of why there's so many eight people not taking these seriously, that there's so many anti-Asian crimes seriously. They're easy to swept under the rug they can make fun of it, or they just downplay it. It's like, well, 
there are no Asian people speaking out about this, so it's not a problem. We're not going to talk about it. So, in a way, I have spoken. <laughs> there are times I did express in that during middle school and high school, and but there, I always met with like, yeah, it's not as bad as like this community, what they're facing, or that it's not as bad as like this, what's happening right now. It's like, or you're just being too sensitive. You're taking it way too far, or you just don't talk too much about it. And it got to a point where like, like I told you, I felt numb whenever, I, when I heard those comments, I felt numb about that because in my head, the, the saddest part of the back of my head is someone's just gonna say, yeah, it is what it is and I'm gonna blow it up. So you can see my, ex I, I was very more surprised that there are more people speaking up. So that's where I'm like the most surprised about. That's disappointing, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I'm so sorry that you went through that. I, man, I wish I knew you in school just so I had the opportunity to flush that person's head down the toilet who said yeah. that it's not as bad as the Holocaust. Because I'm like, don't get it twisted. The Holocaust was bad. Yeah. But it's not the only human atrocity that's ever happened. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so... I'm so disgusted when people talk and say that and act like such things are okay. And I think I'm even more disappointed about the fact that you're even surprised that people decided to speak up about it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you more so. <laughs> it, it, it's sad to think about. I'm like, I'm more surprised because I'm like, yeah, wow, you guys are actually speaking up for us. Great. Or like, I shouldn't say like Asian community. I'm so surprised. So, mm, um, it's sad. <laughs> oh, I have. Oh, yeah. carry on, carry on, hun. Please continue. Oh, no problem. Like I had friends, like even fellow Asian people, downplayed like our racism. Like there are so many Asians you will be surprised who are bought into the model minority myth, which is like kind of pretty much this myth created by a white person. Mm, as always. Yeah, to say that these group of specific like minorities say the Asian community mm -hmm. basically creating a narrative saying hey they are getting education they're being doctors mm -hmm. what, are, what are you guys are doing yeah basically and it was basically the oppressed Olympics so and it sucks because there are Asian people who bought into that model minority myth that we can't be we can't be anything besides doctors and there, there was, I had one person actually sit straight up said during the American Idol William Huang thing when he auditioned and he straight up says Asian can't do anything and I said what about Jackie Chan I'm like what about Jackie Chan he can act like yeah but that's the only thing they can do they can do kung fu they can't do anything else that's literally <laughs> and it was by a person of color he and you never killed them you didn't kill that person for saying that Here's the thing. Back then, middle school and high school, I didn't have any, I had little to no resources to like any Asian American activism mm. or apathy. I didn't even know there was a Japanese, I forgot her name, but she was by Mike Malcolm X's side. I didn't know, I didn't know the person who helped create the Black Panther was an Asian, the Black Panther Party was an Asian person, like one of the first. I've heard of her, but I've forgotten her name. Right, yeah, so I didn't know all of that. And no one taught me about that. The only exposure I was to like any Asian American that happened to be Asian community or Asian Americans 
was the Japanese internment camps. I didn't know, and even the, um, the, the under, not the underground railroad, what? The um, gold rush, that there are so many Chinese immigrants came to help with the gold rush and they were met with abuse and met with like, like racial slurs from, from a bunch of white guys who hate the fact that they took their jobs and that's where the whole chink come from is that the the tools that you use to like kind of like chink the rocks that's where it comes from because they were chinese and then grab it and the chinks and they, they called them chinks back then and they would like pull their hair if there was a lot there's a lot of drawings that illustrated that i didn't those are the only two i was exposed to okay and, and everything else was just like either we don't have it hard so yeah, so it, it is sad that I was surprised that everyone stood up for us, so. Carry on. Yeah, so, no, to, you can also tell, like, I was surprised how more of my friends who got into K-pop saying, or even, I had, or even say, like, I saw Crazy Rich Asian, and like, wow, I completely understand that there's so many stories that they've talked about intersect with communities, like, in my story, or inter- intersect with a lot of my story. So I was like, yeah, I've been saying that, like, for years, and not a lot of people were say were taking it seriously it's like well we're the same and they're like uh-huh sure and then just walk like okay so yeah like you said Tasha it is disappointing and sad that my my first reaction is wow you're actually speaking up for us <laughs> like I was surprised Halsey and um uh what was it uh Zach Sang from his radio show Zach Sang show like I was surprised that everyone folks like them speak up for it so in their huge platform. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, well, I was I was also I was listening and googling, so I can't find the name of the the Japanese woman, but there was a Japanese man that was a early founding member of not founding member, but an early and active member of the Black Panther Party. His name was Richard Aiko, and obviously of Japanese descent, if you recognize the surname. But then there was also a movement of called Yellow Peril supports Black Power. Um, that was um, that was prominent in the 1960s around showing support for the Black Panther Party. Um, listeners can do more reading on that. But I think this is why this is so important to hear other people's stories because it's just so disappointing to, to actually say to someone, oh, you know, your experiences were not as bad. Yeah, but they're bad. As in you can't compare everything to slavery. You can't compare everything to, and I say that within context, but, or you can't compare uh, things to the Holocaust, but there are other things have happened that are just as bad. And I'm, I'm so disappointed. So um, we can say that, you know, um, people, yeah, people are showing solidarity like Halsey, Halsey spoke up in um, solidarity with BTS. Uh, Steve Aoki did. Not surprised that Steve Aoki did, considering that he's a very um, prominent um, Japanese-American man. And he has always spoken up for how he wants more visibility for um, Asians in the industry. Um, Lau spoke up. Um, Max. Um, I find that it's primarily art artists who have worked with BTS who um, use their voices. I know that the Recording Academy um, 
showed solidarity as well as Columbia Records, who um, are uh, BTS's American distributors. Um, I wanted to ask you, actually, because I had my thoughts on this, but I I realized that may not be my position to speak on this. So I wanted to ask you... um, When when you've seen like the statements that came from like Columbia or come from the Recording Academy or other um, brands who have said that brands and companies have said you know we show solidarity to the East Asian community and obviously speaking about hate crimes which is great they should show solid solidarity and they should back that up with um, money and with corporate infrastructure but given that especially like Columbia and um, the Recording Academy uh, have been pushed into saying this because of specifically what happened to BTS. Do you think that um, they should have specifically mentioned BTS or um, is them just showing solidarity enough? Like, do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I've seen an incident that's happened to this specific person, I would say... I've seen what happened to this person. That's that's disgusting. And that is a reflection of how you people think that you can treat people from this particular, I don't know, ethnic group or um, you see where I'm coming from. That is how I would phrase it. But then I I'm careful because I know that it may not be my place to be like, you should have said this. Do you see what I mean? So I wanted to ask how you felt about that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think it's best to just, you don't have to mention like BTS, like, oh, BTS, what they did was what they went through was wrong. But also what their statement is, is also reflective to what's going on with the Asian community, Okay. as well as Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, because Jeremy Lin even released his own statement about his experience. Mm, I saw. Yeah, being called the coronavirus on court. So I think it's more prominent that it's, not just BTS, it's also Jerry Midland. I just really kind of maybe this is just me, but it's also their so their solidarity is very like more general and just more reflective to what's going on or happening. Because I also saw Pixar releasing a couple of their shorts showing solidarity that was behind that was made by Asian creators to show solidarity. So I think it's best. It's I think that what their statement was fine. It's just if they say something, just generally saying, "Oh, BTS, we support you." I'm pretty sure they might meet a little bit of a black backlash, saying, "Why mm. are you saying when there's so many people are being affected, especially the elderly Asians?" Like, so what they have is like it's fine, mm. in my opinion, at least. Okay, Helen, do you want to chime in? I mean, I've explained this to listeners before, but hey, Helen is she is half half Asian, she's half Indian, half white. So, um... <laughs> she's got a little... It's from That's amazing. So, <laughs> Southeast Asia is, is in the house. Um, I just wanted to know if you wanted to have... If you have anything to add. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, obviously, this is not, like... It, this is not a new thing, which sucks to say. And, like, it's so interesting how you were saying about... Um, these people in your class saying oh but the holocaust that was the holocaust man you can't compare to the holocaust well yeah. uh, it's 
it's so amazing to me. I think it shows a lack of emotional and just general intelligence that somebody seems to think that there's a limit to how much empathy you can have. There isn't. It's not a mm. physical thing. Like you could like if everybody in the world started if if a, if a, a switch was flipped and everybody suddenly understood that you could be empathetic and like listen and care and like understand other people's experiences and other people's trauma there's not going to be a physical like impact the world's not going to explode like it's all it's it's just your actions that like the only thing that can happen is that things can improve yeah. but and I know this from because I think I've said this to Tasha before that um there like Tasha you like you would know about you would know about this this phrase pass for white mm. um which it's it's like if you are biracial or mixed race or however you want to say it and actually like me people don't know about my uh, ethnic heritage when they see me I don't wear it on my sleeve um and it's in a kind of a sick way it puts you in a position of power because people people say things that they don't think you're going to respond to because a lot of white people feel safe in saying things about um other people of other ethnicities around you mm. like I used to get it when I was working that I would get people tutting uh, I used to work in a bookshop and I used to get my co-workers would tut when um and like an Indian couple would come in obviously not very good English and they're there to buy the uh uh like study guides to do well in um sort of the the uh, the tests that 11 year olds do or to get into better schools stage for three. like high school yeah stage, stage three so like if you wanted to get into a really good school to get you know a better academic track you had to take an exam to get into certain schools and so invariably we would always be Asian parents always be like actually not even just Asian parents because there was there, there were black parents too and it often these would be kind of um parents who may have they may have brought their families over to improve their opportunities and they wouldn't necessarily be they, or they would be asking for stuff with an accent and it's not difficult to understand somebody speaking in an accent once you understand they're speaking in an accent you change how you listen you don't sit there and demand like well you don't have a London accent, so I'm just going to pretend I don't get what you're saying. Like the arrogance of white people is that's limitless. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that has no bounds is is the arrogance. And so like when we had things like Black Lives Matter movement and all those things, it's like you, you'll never be able to do things right if you do things by the standards that white people set. Like you'll never be able to do it right. So why why keep trying to like why bother do you know what I mean it, it, white fragility is the realest thing and it's just it's 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 so they don't want to listen when like so Asian Americans right now the like abuse that you're getting it's like oh it's just a joke uh, it's just a joke but you know you don't need to be so sensitive it's not happening to you so shut up like it never happens to you it never happens to white people it never mm. happens to white people Ever. And if it does, the consequences are really severe for the people who do. Do you know what I mean? Bruh, so I it's, something, if it's infuriating. People, if white people were to go through even a quarter of what any other race have had to go through on this mm -hmm. earth, 
they would set fire and brimstone to the rest of us. Like they just simply, (laughs) they simply wouldn't have it. And this is why I say that history is so important because even for people to put so much emphasis on, um, on the Holocaust, or specifically, let me say this, World War One and World War Two. It is because white people, Europeans, have made it a precedent, and the Americans, because, you know, they decided to turn up three quarters of the way through, um, that, you know, it is paramount <laughs> that you must know about this human atrocity that happened to European people and American people and you must you must know about the lives that were lost and you must know about the trenches um what it was like being on the front line and when it comes to World War II you must know about the Holocaust I am not undermining the Holocaust it was a terrible event Mm. in human history and I will also mention that along with six million Jews that were killed also people of the Roma um, community were killed black people were killed and sterilized and people who were homosexual were killed too so they weren't like the Jewish community made up the largest amount of people that were killed but they, they weren't the only ones but the reason why we have it etched into our brain that it was terrible because every step of history lessons that we have all been taught and like it's because you, you have to remember that this thing happened. But I'm like, how often are you teaching about, you know, the things that you have done to the East Asian community? Mm. Are you talking about colonization in India? Do you want to talk about the, the what was it, the Holocaust that happened in uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo as a result of the Belgians? Do you know about what your King Leopold did to people? If you, like, what, what was it that he did to... um people in Congo if you didn't what did he have them picking but if you didn't do enough daily work he would cut off your hands or better yet cut off the hands of your children oh my god if I was to pull up the numbers of people that were killed in Congo at the hands of the Belgians you guys would vomit like or how much history how much history do you know about what the Portuguese did to people in Angola like the holocaust was trash it was awful let me tell you but this is the thing let me tell you like that's that is stuff that i do not know about like you 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 did you know what i mean it's rare to find like white people who will look into um the atrocities inflicted by other white people because it's like well you know i don't i don't want to be reminded of what like my people what okay, your ancestors did what you like, exactly like if you look at african-americans or even again the asian community and what they were put through it's not even that long ago it's like mm-hmm. it's literally your great-grandfather it's two generations before you yeah yeah so and it's because in the uk we have this thing like that keeps that keeps coming up um anti-semitism in within like different uh political parties Mm. and i'm not kidding you like i there are times where i think it can't like i don't understand the rationale there is no rationale behind racism there never is but i don't understand how people rationalized anti-semitism back in the day I don't understand do you know what I mean like if you're unless you're racist I don't think you can ever understand like people saying the abuse against Asian Americans I I can't understand it because I wouldn't do it 
But do you know what I mean? But their people have a reason for doing it because they're racist and their reason for it is racist. But when I, and even now, when I see the, the, the talk about anti-Semitism, I'm like, I don't even understand how someone would, would do that. So it, it's difficult, like a, an, to, an extrapolation of that is that people probably find it difficult because they find it difficult to understand. They probably as a next step find it difficult to believe and that's so unacceptable because they're not willing to listen and think it's not a direct reflection of you as a white person, mm. but you want to, you want to say that every you like, if you're racist and you have these views on a community, mm. then turn that back on yourself and think if you're willing to look at one person and see them as a reflection of their community, the same needs to be said about you. Oh, and if your community is, is, is acting up, then you need to make them settle down. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm angry. <laughs> You're just saying. <laughs> and you should be. We should all be angry because I've seen some of the the videos of um, um, East Asian people people being attacked. And the fact, mm. okay, it's you should never go after anyone. But the fact that these people are specifically te- targeting the elderly just makes uh, it like you, you are, you are a different, you are a different manner of evil. Yeah. yeah. Asela, love it's you. Weak. Might want to come closer to the mic. No, I was saying yeah. <laughs> I was just saying yeah. No, and it's just because like we hold our elders so high, and we are taught in Asian in our Asian cultures that we're supposed to respect our elders. And that, and yeah, there some of them don't even speak English, and they can't comprehend English unless like very basic words into it. So that's why they don't speak up so much about that. Why it's hurtful. So they don't speak the language. Obviously, mm. you don't know what to say. But for them to attack them, knowing yeah. that knowledge, that's a messed up thing. <laughs> that's a yeah. messed up thing. It's awful. Um, yeah. So, Sela, um, for the listeners who, I don't know, this might be um, a new revelation for to them, whether they are white, whether they're black, whether they are East Asian who live in England, uh, what could you say that we could do to help? Mm. Uh, that's a very good question because I I see this on TikTok that a lot of folks are saying like please spread the word which is i think that's one of the things is just spreading awareness and educating yourself but also for the love of pete's sake please do not drag other (laughs) other people communities of color into this because i've seen asian people try to use black lives matter movement as a way to like make sure to say like what like y'all over there for the black lives matter why aren't you not here for us i'm like that is not how you do it mm. please like show no the ask them to spread awareness educate yourselves but just please don't like drag like other communities of color who especially a black community who have been and black americans have been hurt in this country like yes they've been hurt they've been oppressed they have been hurt the most here but don't drag them to saying hey you guys are not here for us like of of course well duh because you never like reached out to them saying hey like we need can we want to like so solidarity can you help us like instead of dragging them down into it so that's where 
and I need people like especially the Asian community who still bought into this idea that it's the model minority myth or that it's the model minority myth or whether it be like um they they're not offended take this seriously like mm-hmm. it may not happen to you or your family member it doesn't matter we for them we all look the same it does not matter so it could be my mother it could be me next it could be my neighbor who knows mm. it doesn't matter say like, oh it's not gonna happen it will who knows it may not be in the big city it may not be in a small town don't be don't exclude yourself thinking you're the special you're like the oh i'm, the, I'm not those agents no and I'm saying that from experience. <laughs> mm. It's that it doesn't matter. You all look, we all look the same to them. So okay. just like, and also putting aside from like, knowing that, oh, you're from the UK, you don't understand. Like, no, it, it, we intersect. There's a lot of intersectionality into our experiences. So I would say like, continue to spread awareness, educate yourself and don't be afraid to ask questions. And just don't like drag other people's trauma into this and saying and start comparing it like i said earlier the oppressed olympics oppression like, olympics, yeah. olympics. <laughs> yeah, don't, please don't that's all i ask and i'm getting tired of it even like the creators i follow on tiktok they're getting tired of it <laughs> like they're all saying y'all are looking ridiculous right now please stop like that netflix <laughs> clip of those two mixed like the mixed race guy who's like asian <laughs> and then the mixed race black girl and they were both like yeah oppression olympics and it was just they're like what <laughs> no, i just saw i know i saw them like wow why did they capture a live footage of what's happening right now helen i'll send it to you it's what yeah please do i don't know what this clip is and now i'm, I, I'm intrigued I, I will add that um also people as much as you need to spread awareness if you hear something out of order being said about east asians if you see someone being attacked call it out call the police bear witness and don't just be a bystander don't be like oh that sucks that's 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 not too nice or here's the Mm. thing if it makes you uncomfortable then it's a problem so say something use your voice you don't you don't know who you could be educating so uh, i do also want to add is that not just exclusive to east asian but also like southeast asians as well as filipinx and viennese because the first ones that i recognized like they're from they're they're filipino or vietnamese so they're the ones that they're getting getting the most attraction Mm -hmm. like there's one elderly man who Trigger warning for those who don't like um, violence or specific body parts getting cut. But there was a news that an elderly Filipino man got slashed in the face. Oh my god! A train, and his scar. They they actually showed the scar. It was like all the way across here, like almost literally across his face, and it was just daylight. He got slashed in the face, and yeah, it was awful. And there was one elder, it was so, it was awful. And that was one of the first people. There's also Taiwanese, if I'm not mistaken, there was, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like, it was a, I think it was an elderly Taiwanese, no, it was Vietnamese too. He got killed, like, so it was just, it's not just, I want to make sure to clarify that it's not just Asians, 
is also mm. like Southeast Asians are getting attacked. Uh, Vietnamese and Filipinx are getting attacked. So the kind of people who are making those attacks, they're not. They wouldn't differentiate. That they're, they're not interested. They're not. Oh bothered. yeah. They just see someone who's different from them, and that's it. Well, that's what Jay Kim mentioned in her story when she was talking about the attack of it. Was it Mr. Lin? I want to. I want to make sure I get the right name. Lord, forgive me, because I do. Are you thinking about Benson Chen? Um. Oh my goodness, yes, Vincent Chen again. Sorry, I was yeah, Vincent Chen. Um, I'll tell you what, people, please take yourself over to Teen Vogue and read Jha Kim's article, um, titled um, "The Racism BTS Continue to Face as Part of a Larger Anti-Asian Xenophobia." When I tell you that that's just one of the best articles I have ever um, read, it was so enlightening of the problem that like east asians are facing which is why i give them more opportunities to write um (sighs) because there's there's a nuance in it there's a nuance that a lot of us don't have and yeah no please take yourself over to read it it was a fantastic piece um yeah call out racism it needs to stop racism is never an option and to think that all of this, we're having this entire conversation based off someone who disliked a cover of a song. It's so ignorant. But yeah, like, <sighs> I, yeah. like I said, racism is not an option. Um, so we're going to move on to happier things. Shiny's back! I'll put a music right there. <laughs> Over here doing a celebration shimmy yeah um, if, um i guess we can talk about that quite a few people have had comebacks um they don't matter yeah the I was, I'm, just gonna them, I'm just gonna name them i know sumni's had one called tail the, so the oh such a good video very choreography choreography it's yes mind-blowing fun yeah. fact fun fact the same per- the choreographer who did uh, Sumni's Tale is the same choreographer from Irene Silgi's Monster. Oh, Ooh. makes sense. Okay, provocative. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Sexy, right? low key, scary. Love oh. it. <laughs> Please, guys, take yourself over. It was such a good video. And you know what? Because like you don't see like I just love I love it when um lady idols just standing well is she an idol lady korean artist just standing there sexy just standing it like mm. yes yes so they yeah. had to modify the choreography for the live shows haven't they for the, some of the performances i'm sure they, they did yeah <laughs> <laughs> that dude is not on the chair <laughs> isn't. wow uh-uh. when i first saw the choreography i was immediately thinking how are they going to show this on music bank they don't he's not on the chair so let's put it that way if you watch the video you'll know exactly the yeah. part and he is not on the chair well, go watch the studio chum performance because mm. ooh, studio chum have never let me down um no. yeah, yeah they had a she had a comeback one ho has had a comeback when we say one ho is a ho and we're just waiting for his only fans <laughs> because that guy tapping all over the gram did you wild 
did you guys see that what was it pride magazine did like what was it 10 reasons that you should be following um the k-pop um artist one ho <laughs> pride magazine like i think isn't isn't it the biggest uh publication for the uh, lgbtq plus community is one of the biggest one it's one of the biggest ones probably. one of them paper magazine um dot them i know dot them is a website but i know for sure paper magazine is one of the other major publications that supports lgbtq plus community yeah but yeah so Wonho got himself uh like an article in pride and ah! let me just say this because today was the first time I actually watched One Ho's video. Helen, you'll be so disappointed in me. The group chat will be so disappointed. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch it because of work. Yeah, so listen, I haven't seen it either. We all freaked out when Open Mind came out. But can I just say, I feel like the the vibe I got from um One Ho's new song, what's it called? Lose You? Yeah, Lose yeah. You. The vibe I got from it is that I feel like One Ho is aware of his newfound audience in the lgbt community and he is fully leaning into it (laughs) because we'll talk that song is something i could definitely see being played at pride and with the uk opening up i'm just so like that i was like no that song that song could be played at pride and even like some of the outfit choices. I'll just say, like, one ho knows his new fan. One, one ho the whole. No, because honestly, like, didn't one ho gain like a whole bunch of white gay followers last year when they discovered Open Mind? Like, one ho got a probably. Be surprised. One ho got like, um, well, he's like, he's like a sight for sore eyes. So I feel like he got Tyler Oakley. He got Tyler Oakley of all people. Really. <laughs> I feel like oh Wonho has he he's he's aware of his new fans and he's leaning in and I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> but Wonho, like Wonho, just please be the first K-pop idol to have your own OnlyFans because the way your Instagram is shaping up. I want to. Know who's taking his pictures? Real talk. Who is the person taking Wonho's pictures? Because some of his some of his backshot pictures, I'm like. It's not you. Do you have a tripod set up? Who is behind yeah. you? Yeah. Do you know Who what? Natasha, that's the thing. The last picture that I saw that I think, I don't know, Sherry, Sherry said it in the group chat, which is he keeps posting these pictures where he's like on his bed and it's from behind. I'm like, I'm not responding to this. <laughs> I picture him putting his phone on a tripod, setting the timer and then just running and jumping onto his bed. Oh. <laughs> I, I can see that. I can totally see that. I think it's whoever's in his life right now <laughs> taking the pictures. Because I'm just there like, I feel like some of your fans want her going to be sick if they find out it's your bae that's taking these thirst trap pictures. Oh, my God. One day he's going to get it wrong and her reflection is going to be in oh. there like, there's going to be something with a reflection. You know that room would what, remind me of the story? Mm. That there was a schedule with Max from TVXQ and Victoria from FX. And she took a picture of herself, it's like on dinner. But if you look at the spoon, it was a reflection of Max on TX, TVXQ Ooh. and everyone thought they're, da- they're dating. So if that happens to one hole where he accidentally 
That would be amazing. I know. That would be I feel so like good. Bonho should just stand in it. If he, if he, if uh, even even a hint comes out, he should be like, "Let me refer you back to open mind." I yeah, like I let you people know what I was on. So you've seen my harnesses, right? Like <laughs> you knew I was freaky. <laughs> I told you, I'm not here to love you. Just keep yeah. an open mind, girl. Just keep your mind, girl. <laughs> Um, speaking of dating scandals, that there was that whole thing about Jenny from G Drag, Jenny from G Dragon, <gasps> Jenny from Blackpink and G Dragon, and I'm just here to tell you people, um, Acela and I spoke about it at length, but I'm just here to tell you quickly before we get to Shiny, um, I simply don't care um, <laughs> if it is true. Uh, good for them; they are consenting adults. We hope mm-hmm. that G-Dragon didn't have a thing for her when she was, like, first appeared in his video at 14. But since that has not been communicated to the masses, I'm just going to assume that, you know, they found love in a hopeless place because the rumours <laughs> say that, you know, they've been dating for a year. She's 24. He's, like, what, 31, 32? He's about 32 or 33, yeah. yeah. I'm like, who gives a goddamn? These are grown-ups. And like we say in the group chat all the time, do you think these idols aren't out here breaking backs? Jenny got high <laughs> from EXO two years ago. Please, everyone calm the hell down. The most important thing, we've mentioned like small, small things, but the most important thing to mention is the fact that Shiny, the vets, the... um. Helen, I don't think I will do adequate um, accolades to Shiny. So why don't you go ahead? Have you ever heard the phrase, paved the way? Like when people say such and such paved the way. Cause controversy on my podcast. It was Shiny, but Shiny paved the way. Can I just say, (laughs) Shiny paved the way. (laughs) No, they're not even like first one. Controversy on my podcast. (laughs) Okay. Chose violence today. Yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Okay. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I would like to say <laughs> the opinions of Helen do not reflect the opinions of a Soulful Storm podcast. They are her opinions and her opinions all alone, even though I will say this shiny are the goats. Pay homage, pay respect. Um, I'm sitting here observing. <laughs> <laughs> But Asela, you do like Shiny, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. But like you, you're, you gotta pay home. You gotta let recognize that the accolades that they've done. Mm-hmm. So um, the the older members of Shiny, um, Onu, Minho, the guy who got me into, <laughs> oh my goodness, Minho was the, <laughs> the very first Korean guy I have ever been like, wow, he fine, and um, um. Key from Shiny have all returned from military enlistment to uh, be reunited with their maknae Taemin. Um, Taemin, who really deserves accolades just in his own right as a solo artist, because my goodness, can we say talented? Um, child of Michael Jackson. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, yes, they have returned uh, with their title track, Don't Call Me, album also named after their title track don't call me who actually do you you guys who actually expected the direction that shiny went in because i did not see that coming i didn't either and i was i yeah (laughs) 
I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> oh yes, we'll share. I oh, I didn't expect. Don't call me. I didn't expect. Don't call me at all. I wasn't yeah. expecting to be so intense. I was expecting a ballad. I was expecting "Don't Marry Me" Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't marry, me. marry me oh my gosh <laughs> no it'd be marry me don't marry me heart attack heart attack there's twin songs for each one yeah kiss kiss hug, hug. <laughs> <laughs> so like i'm just gonna level with people um, I think Don't Call Me is okay. I think it's great. I think it is great. <laughs> so what I was saying about, um, by the way, this is our last session after this, regardless, we are finishing. <laughs> um, I was going to say about Shiny is that I think it was really good for them to go with Don't Call Me because I from what I've heard everyone say, whether it's people on Twitter, um, uh, YouTube reactors, they were like, this is not what I had envisioned for Shiny. I think everyone was expecting them to go down like the ballad route because their vocals, they're just capable. And we know that Shiny can just deliver vocally. So I think many people were expecting them to go down that kind of route. So I think Don't Call Me was like, oh, wow surprise like first five seconds and minho's already walking out topless and it was just like yes but um um i don't think it's a bad song it's just not my favorite song on the album but i feel i feel like it was a very good strategic move for them to go with because they're reminding us that don't get it twisted we can be those guys. Don't forget that we can we can out be out here delivering choreography as well. And don't ever forget, Onu can sing, not just sing, sang. So yeah, he is just. Oh wait, oh hold my... on, hold on. I just have to let the audience know that Onu is Helen's bias. So just go ahead, girl, go ahead, because you have been excited ever since your man came back from the military. <laughs> because. Okay. <laughs> if you can see right, how so she's falling apart. <laughs> I right. I didn't. I can't. I can't even talk. So he, like, I, Ellen, he articulate. Think, I know, right? Let her process. Let her process. Let her process. <laughs> if he couldn't sing as as well as he can sing mm. i don't think i would he would be my bias as strong as he is mm. but he, no one sings like him that's true like it, it, it the only person um okay I, i'm not saying there aren't like unique colors to to idols voices because mm. there are but in all honesty that in shiny the vocals are so everyone is so unique so you could all of them like you would know it's them whereas there are some newer groups where you could play a song and I wouldn't know who they are just from the vocals Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um it's it's like with BTS you know they're so distinct like in comparison to other groups like you hear Taehyung sing and you're like what that's him no one sounds like him yeah Uh, and that's how it 
Yeah. Do you know, like, do you know what I mean? That the 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 color of his voice and Onu's voice was so warm and just like effortless. And it's always been like that. So even back in replay, like it's such a mature sound that I think a lot of groups are missing. And within the context of shiny, like they're when they harmonize together, you know it's shiny. It's glorious. And there is, isn't it? Oh God. Let, let me tell you something. I, the first shiny song I ever heard, I cried. The very first shiny. It? It's really random. The first um shiny song I ever heard um was I Say, and it came on, you know, you know when you have like a bunch of songs and Spotify just automatically like puts songs after your playlist. Yeah. Because this is when I was still um discovering like who's who in k-pop so i had actually been listening i said i think i told you i've been listening to uh Young's um the poet not knowing like who he was and then i mm. heard shinies i say and i started crying because i was just there like these these vocals like who are these guys yeah like, who yeah. are you i i don't understand these this language but i can pick out some words because they're in english and the way you are delivering yeah. it, it is rendering me to tears. Like, who are you guys? Helen, please continue. I just, I just... So, okay. So, so your thoughts on don't call me the video. <laughs> okay, yes. You have to rein me in because I have to, I yeah. Let her process. Let her, like, let her digest. <laughs> let it soak in. Let it okay, sink You are too fine. <laughs> Sasha has had this nonsense in the group chat for me, like going, "Oh God, guys, only is Becky's home from the military." <laughs> I feel like I feel like she cried when the MV came out. But <laughs> <laughs> just because, like, Shiny are that group for me. Do you know what I mean? They are mm. that one. And um, so for "Don't Call Me," like, I what I love about it. So the, I do like the video. I think. And Tash, you make a really good point. So these are like they're K-pop vets. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like this is this is not new for them. But there's always that risk of like um like when when slightly older idols come back, mm. the temptation is that they're like, oh, they're older, let's let the kids kind of come up and you know, we'll, yeah. we'll take a step. Like there's always that temptation, not necessarily in K-pop, but like just in general with artists, the music like industry musicians. in general is definitely guilty yeah. for that it's like as soon as you hit the age of 30 you're no longer no one wants to hear from you anymore yeah exactly so it's like oh let's um th th what you see more of is the like we're singing just standing with microphones which is why when the video what like when that performance thing came out for marry me i was like oh okay we're gonna get a subdued like vocal group harm uh, uh, shiny I can I can get behind that and then here don't call me and I was like oh this is an EXO song this is an EXO song that they've given to Shiny and they're slaying it like and the looks in the okay Onyu's hair in the... <laughs> we've got blonde Onyu which is always which is what you have wanted I wanted it for so long <laughs> this is what we she has been this is what she we don't uh... <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you reel yourself in, Acela. Don't call me the music video. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. 
I feel like I'm one of the minorities here to say like I wasn't surprised they're gonna bring out a dance track. It's it's shiny. It's shiny. They rule choreography. Yes. So I'm just like so when people I so this is my surprise where people are like, oh they're gonna do ballads and stuff like it's shiny. Yeah. <laughs> Bust out a move. They'll have Taman kick you in the shins and have you gloss over. They will vogue the house down and you will say thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's did. I felt so very shiny. grateful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Even exactly. though like even though don't call me like you know it wasn't like my favorite thing to hear I was still like yeah. the MV was done like my favorite bit of the MV was you know when they're dancing to like the tune of the piano and the circle yeah, and they yeah. just look so elegant but so fierce and I was just there, like I am grateful I am grateful shiny is back I feel like the timeline my timeline was united and very peaceful but there, there was just rejoicing on my timeline that shiny was back i was just there like oh the return of the kings yeah i mean like personally it was not my cup of tea because when i first heard it i was very disappointed because <laughs> i'm just like really? why, i was like why do they give shiny the juggernauts of k-pop who have their own distinct color a recycled nct slash exo slash super m song why would you give them that? You know I what? I, I can see it. I can see yeah, it. I don't disagree at all. Because I EXO was my... I was like, yeah. this is an EXO song. Yeah, I was like, so... Yeah, I was low-key pissed. I was like, why <laughs> would you give Shiny, the King, the Juggernauts, the... At this point, they're going to treat them like Boa and this I'm just like, why would you do that to the, them? Especially when three of them came back from the military. It recycled super. Do, do you really yeah. do you really think that they're gonna do to Shiny what they did to Boa? I mean, with SM, it wouldn't surprise me. But it, it judging, yeah, I was gonna say judging judging by the promotions that they've got, do you think that this is that's what's going to happen? I have no idea. Personally, I would not be surprised mm. because because SM leaked Taman criminal on his episode first episode of his variety show without his knowledge and he was kind of left to promote his solo work yeah i haven't for, i haven't forgotten how um sm treated tayman last year that was yeah. Mm. yeah so no i would so you can imagine how i was concerned it was when they announced like shiny's gonna come back but so far promotion is doing fine so it's like okay the promotions the promotions have been quite stellar. I feel like they've been on yeah. everything except Running Man at this point. Right? So so far, SM hasn't screwed up yet. Yet. <laughs> it's yet always the yet. Right? But I'm still pissed that they gave Shiny out of everyone at SM. And apparently, fun fact, apparently that the song was originally going to be for Boa. Don't call me was go- yeah you know no no but he did mention that originally it was meant to be for yeah. it was meant to be for a female artist like they were they had Boa in mind. I don't know how I would feel about Boa executing that. I, know, I mean, I'm sure she like, can. I'm sure she can, but like I was thinking, like, so you were gonna do Boa dirty by giving yeah. her a recycled SCT. <laughs> Honestly, I'm seeing a pattern with SM with most of their boy girls nowadays like if it's oh um, definitely if it sounds nothing like exo or nct who who needs it like Mm. 
it's shiny yes. so i that's why i resonate so much more with their b-sides listen the b-sides are in Incredible! Yeah, like they always, they always it, do this. It's always the B sides. I, I feel like with me, with the and you know what, I include BTS in this, except with like I would say with the exception of on and dynamite. I have never really resonated with their title tracks like that. For me, as soon as I listen to the album and I hear the B-sides, I'm like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be. F- miss me with that title track nonsense. Send me to the <laughs> B-sides. Because when I tell you, I feel like, Asela, where I hear, where I felt like that, okay, this is Shiny's color, was from the rest of the songs. I was like, yes. what was it? Yes heart attack oh child heart Heart attack attack. that should have been a title song that's so shiny oh my god it's it's shiny through and through all right so i'm i'm sure we can stand out for the whole album but immediately i want everyone to tell me um their top three on the album again i'll go last helen you look unprepared acela go first (laughs) i'm unprepared Oh God, let me let me pull up my playlist because I put up. Okay, do you want me to go first? Because I've got my top three, and then I can go to you two if you two if you two are still deciding. No, I got. It. Okay, let's let go. Three. Heart attack mm-hmm. code. I really want you and honorable mention kiss kiss. Okay, Helen, do you still need a minute, or do you want me to go? <laughs> you so stressed, girl. okay i'll i'll say my top three my top three are um body rhythm um Mm. marry you and i really want you like i listen i gave all of you warning on twitter the second that marry you touches down onto spotify i am streaming the hell out of Mm -hmm. that song that song will make the top five on my spotify wrapped because when I say something, when Shiny just dropped that as part of their Shiny ringtone, the teaser, I remember at one point I played that song on repeat for 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 minutes, nonstop, just a repetition. I don't care if the views don't count. I just could not stop listening to it. Add it to my wedding playlist. Credible. I'm like, you can put me, I say that on everything. Put that song up there with Luther Vandross, Boys to Men and Maxwell. Yes. yes. Love that song. And I really want you. We Phenomenal. On record. And I feel <laughs> like on record. I'm just there like body rhythm. I'm like, oh yes, let me do a slow wind to this. Yes. <laughs> Fun fact, somebody actually on TikTok, somebody matched it up with Ariana Grande side to side. You know what? That works. That works. I can already hear it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, that sounds like it will sound good. Keeping like, won't you follow my body rhythm? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Helen, are you ready? <laughs> no, no particular order. Okay, there's no. Okay, no particular no... order. I mean, mine was in a particular order, but yeah, go ahead. You do this to me. So, marry you. Mm. I want to say I really want you and kiss kiss but for me honorable mention is code um yeah a code it see for me 
I, listen, you remember when NCT brought out Superhuman? Yes. NCT 127, I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, yeah. That was a shiny song, right? That you could, I could hear, and I said this at the time, I was like, yes. I could hear who was meant to sing what line, right? Wow. I could hear, I was like, oh, whenever Do Young or Tail sings, I'm like, that's Own You, that's Tame It. Like, that's who it's got to be. Like, you, I could hear it. I could hear who was meant to do what. I could even split up the rap between, the rap parts between Minho and Key. Like, I could, oh, I was like, oh my God. Like, what? it was meant to be for them, right? And I don't know if it's true, but it, it has to be true because it was a shiny song, right? It's pure shiny. But there are songs on this album which the reason why I think they're so cool is that they're so influenced now by the solo work. Like, yes, Code is taming. Mm-hmm. So it's pure taming, right? Body, like body rhythm, I think is key. For sure. And I think Kiss Kiss, I think Kiss Kiss, actually kind of all of them have that Jonghyun vibe, but I think Kiss Kiss is something Jonghyun would have put on one of his albums or maybe even Attention because it's a bit disco, like, but... Yeah, I, I love that now that it's like the, the influences of the individual members are now coming into the, the group work, which is what I think is really cool. But Code was so taming. Code is like, you know, oh. when I actually heard Code, I was thinking to myself, why does this sound like a taming? I actually went and started playing like the first 30 seconds of like, you know, when on Spotify where they have your most popular five songs, I play the first 30 seconds of... um each Taman's top five because I'm thinking to myself why do I feel like this sounds like I've I've heard this from Taman before I feel like I said it was like it kind of sounded a bit like criminal to me just mm. just a like move more yeah move. I was I think it was either criminal or move but I was just there like this you could have given code to Taman on his own and he would deliver mm. it but that's what I I don't know, again, this is controversial, but this is why for me, it doesn't scare me the notion of um, like my faves going to the military. Cause I'm just like, I cannot wait for you to come back. And then between your life experiences, between the music that you have been listening to, or what you're vibing with, I cannot wait for you guys to all come back and then mesh that together. It's kind of what like, I'm looking forward to we've got seven after they oh they all go do their own solo music for a while and then they bring back the elements of their solo work and put it in the group. They proved that with Encore. You you know what? I saw who is it? Um no, I'm going off on a tangent, but I just feel like Encore sonically forgot seven sounded better than a lot of what got seven have put out recently because i know i didn't have time to talk about this on the podcast but i'll be honest with you got seven's last studio album i was really disappointed yeah not because that yeah because i I think i said in the group chat i was like not because i think the 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 songs are bad there's some songs on the on the album i really like but i feel like there was no growth in the album i was like considering the fact that this album's like what 14 tracks I feel like I heard this from Got7 in 2000 and like 2018 like mm. like it sounded like over the past couple of like the past just from the limited time I was into Got7 I was just there like I feel like you could have taken any song from any album over the last three years and this could have been 
on the last album. It just didn't sound like and you know when and you know when idols are capable of more like you cannot tell me nothing about JB that boy is capable of producing the <laughs> hell out of anything he proved that with again I'm going to stand on the hill of page should have been the title track of spinning top and I will never forgive JYP <laughs> for making it eclipse but yeah I I cannot <laughs> I will ne- I I cannot wait to to hear that from other groups and I feel like shiny have come and they have proven that besides you know the ripoff NCT EXO um title track I feel like I I feel like (laughs) no because the thing is though for me I'm like from honestly I enjoy watching the video because I'm just there like I'm so happy to see shiny doing them but the song itself I'm like this doesn't this is my least favorite song on the whole album yeah just as an album it's just you just you have to stand and you have to do the whisper shiny's back man this is what shiny do though this is like this is what they do I mean you look at their other albums previously the ones they've had where it's like there is this they every album they have is a showcase mm. of what they're you know like what? I think the first what? album was like when I when I first really <laughs> <laughs> no I'm dancing to one of one in my head <laughs> but, uh, yeah okay see that's a perfect example though there's so many different types of song just on one of one and that's 10 years into their career that they brought that out but they were doing the same thing back in the day like with odd and stuff you've got these R&B oh, songs odd Oh, I, the way I hold that dearly to my heart. Everyone go stream view. And narrative music, especially if you love a Rocky Horror Picture Show as campy music video. I do not. Rocky Horror scares me. No, but but Jonya, Rocky is Horror terrifying. I don't think you understand the nightmares Rocky Horror gave me. I okay, not okay, but like like we need to get her to watch it. So not Rocky Horror. It's like a Halloween party where crazy yeah. stuff, and it's yeah. so good. And John Kyun has platinum hair and big glasses. You have it's to campy. It's campy. It's so camp and like creepy stuff happens and. It's I thought really you were trying good. to sell it to me to watch. <laughs> and it's yeah. no, it's so good. It's just okay. It's so good. It's All so right. <laughs> you know what? One of these days, I'm gonna have to get, ask you guys. Like, explain to me the view video because I feel like at a time where like people were just so like, <laughs> no, how do I explain this? Like, view was very free it felt very western it felt very like we're out we've met some girls we're just here we're gonna <laughs> she's have fun she's doing the choreography <laughs> Estelle is, is distracting me doing the choreography but you know it, the the video felt very like spring break I think like that's the best way to describe it it felt like mm. we're on holiday we've met these girls we're gonna hook up and have a great time and I felt oh how very non-k-pop I love this video and I, I mean want- if you're if you're talking not like meet these girls meeting they got kidnapped and thought all right we'll go with it yeah that's I mean they got I, I, as in didn't like one of the girls just take up her take off her top right in front of Kian Hill's like I dig it let's go 
It was, are you sure it was Minho? Because I feel like I remember that was my bias. It was Minho. Okay, I, maybe I blanked it out because it was my bias. <laughs> <laughs> but every, I was just like, how were, how was Shiny able to pull this off in 2015? Because it's shiny. Okay, that's yeah, it. reason shiny. enough. I love, <laughs> I, love the, I, love, I love the V video, guys. I love the oh, view is my it's the, song. Them dancing in that like shed. Or it's whatever a shed. It is. <laughs> it's a shed, and it's dusty, but they're getting it, and it's like, yes, son. I feel like I just love how they're like, we got kidnapped. All right, we'll just go with it. They're like, <laughs> like, they're like those girls. Are, like those girls are really pretty. We'll go with it. Down, 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 down. down, down. <laughs> no, no, down, down, down. Uh, I love that song. Oh, it's so funny. Oh my, oh, my goodness, I've just had a thought. We're gonna get a shiny end of year stage. Can you imagine they all like a evolution of a mashup of all their songs from Replay, Juliet? You will not have you will not have me cry on Beyonce's internet today if they do like <laughs> if they do like a medley of their title tracks from the beginning until now. You will not have me cry. I will scream if they did Amigo because that was the song that got me into shiny. <laughs> okay, no. Tasha, please don't will this into existence because I... I shall. I, I shall will it into existence because you know what? I know it's possible because I remember... Remember two years ago when BTS did um their their debut song, uh, Mama? And Did then they... Mm -hmm. I'm bad at the award shows. I don't I don't really watch them. Wait, no, you no, Tasha, you're right, you're right. It was, it was We Were Bulletproof Part 2. Didn't they do no more dream as well, or did they do no? I think they did. No, let me double check. Either way, it was one of the songs from their like opening year, yeah. and I was just there like the flex of being able to do like one of your very first songs and then transitioning to like in the songs that made you kill it. I love that. And then I know, like, was it which one was it? It was No and We Are Bulletproof Part Two. Oh, okay. Well. We were close. We were close. close. I was gonna say because we are bulletproof. How it? How long ago? Like, what was the space between that and No More Dream? Wasn't that from the same album? Mm. It was uh, two separate. Oh, okay. I just and also okay. The <laughs> okay. But yeah, to to do one of the you're like very close to debut songs, I think that would be great. And then just <laughs> seeing like again, BCS do the ver the shirt the song that got them their very first win, which was I Need You. And then to see them do the song that um, got them their very first billboard number one. I want that for Shiny. Like, yes. Yeah. Go into the archives, force us to stand. Yeah. Can, can you imagine the whole thing? And they were just slowly rise up. And then first notes that goes, da, 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 the Shiny is back. Da, 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 they have da, to. They have no. to. It would be. Oh, if they oh one of the hardest if they dream girl if oh. they every day every, I, no, every day, I want one of one. I want them to go into a 90 segment and I want to see one of one. I want multicolored suits. I want it. Yes. I want it. Okay. I, want it. I just want it. 
we're gonna we're, guys we're gonna get we're gonna oh i'm why are my eyes welling up at the fort we're gonna get multiple shiny stages at the end of the year I can't <laughs> stop it <laughs> you have to just watch you just have to go and watch on youtube i think it's their shiny world tour when they do uh they perform replay and they uh, get emotional because they're like oh my god our careers and stuff like trust me with everything that's happened to shiny and everything really the years like the catharsis of that performance if they did it oh i would scream i would cry please don't make me think about this tasha i don't need this violence sorry you know you guys know me i'm so unnecessarily emotional like i cried when 80s performed at the first time at mama and it and here bear in mind I'm not an 80s fan like that. Like I, I accept that the boys are like very, very brilliant, very, very talented and whatnot. And I like some of their songs. And bear in mind, Mama only gave them four minutes. The reason I started crying, because I was like, look at how they have utilized this four <laughs> minutes. And I think it's because here's the thing. So they were, they were, what song did they, I can't remember what, even what song of theirs they performed, but then they segmented into like um, BTS's Blood, Sweat and Tears. And oh, I started welling up. I was like, oh my goodness, look at them. And then they went into Shiny's view and then I started bawling. Yeah, I started to cry my eyes out. And then I know they covered someone else and then they went back into their song. By the time they finished, I was sobbing. <laughs> I think 80s were my favorite. I 80s were my favorite performance of the night. I preferred them to like Mamma Moo to BTS. I was just there like they're so talented. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, uh, that's enough standing for the day. I'm quite hot. Um so guys, tell the good people where they can find you. Um, I'll start with you, Helen. Oh, okay. Um, well. <laughs> Do you want I'm, to be found is the real question. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the question. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at oh no, it's Helen. Um and UK Pop Podcast, which is also our handle. That's the podcast that I do with my um friend Sarah and Hannah. And we just review K-pop and we do it very sporadically. So. But it's a good podcast, so you should listen. Thank you. All right. Um, Asella. It's me. Uh, so you can follow me at Asela Lee K. That's spelled A S E L A Lee L E E and the letter K. So if you like poetry, like today's the last day is going to be for my writing challenge that I have this month, where I write poetry every day throughout February. And today's the last day. So if you like poetry, if you like me talking about like, hey, look at all of these cool poet literary magazines going on, check it out on there. And uh, yeah. I think that's on Twitter, right? Yes. It's also on Instagram at the Sakura Inc. On Instagram. Yeah. You might yeah. want to spell that for the masses. Oh, yeah. For, so, for Instagram, it's at the T-H-E Sakura A-S-A-K-U-R-A Inc., which is like I-N-K. So if you like more stuff, like follow her. And yes, guys, you can find a soulful storm or one word on spotify soundcloud and anchor you can find us at uh, instagram twitter facebook and you can find me at what is my twitter handle oh yes sample <laughs> so s-a-m-p-a 
Tasha, all one word, and then Little Miss Taz Seven on Instagram. Um, if you want to follow, yeah, you can find my articles for Team Vogue or on there. And you know, you can pre-order the the book, a hundred percent unofficial Lizzo, which I have written for Harper Collins. And yeah, all that good jazz and good stuff. Make sure you like the podcast, share the podcast, share it with five friends, leave positive reviews. And <laughs> Thank you so leave much. Which... Yes, leave, leave comments. Comment. So comment saying no, normal, down, 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 down view. And go <laughs> go check out Shiny. So um, yeah, thank you to our wonderful guests, and we will see you guys soon. We might just have like a very special guest for you the next time you listen to Soulful Storm. You know, can't say who they are now, but look forward to it on our social medias. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.